Beach Weekly. Ours. Welcome to Real Talk. This is the Beach Weekly art segment in which we talk about films. And I am welcomed here by Perry Continente, opinions editor for the Daily 49er. Hello. Alrighty, to let you guys know what we're going to be doing for this episode, we will be talking about horror films, specifically from the decade of 2010 to 2019. Spanning that entire decade, we will be looking at the horror films of that time and what they sort of signify in the current landscape of culture, as well as looking into what will happen in the future. How about another joke, Murray? I'm so sick of it. Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow. You won't forget me, will you? This is me. This is how I win. Alrighty, let's get into it. You know, me and Perry were talking about this stuff and we were trying to figure out what way to tackle this that the 2010s was a very great decade when it came to like socially conscious films that span different brands of horror. Yeah, no, the, uh, the there was definitely a, a movement towards a more artistic uh, edge for horror, even in the mainstream. Previously, stuff like Get Out would have been more indie, yeah. you know, a little bit more under the radar, but we saw Get Out, we saw The Witch, you know, we saw The Babadook. Some of the biggest names in horror over the last decade have all been very artistic films. Making fair amounts of money too like us and get out have really made money in the box office which is something that really did not happen beforehand yeah yeah for artsy films if you're gonna make an artsy horror film you're not doing it to make money that that used to be how it went but now you know there is still a popular film edge to them they ultimately do still have that kind of really interesting social commentary it's just great to see it enter the mainstream and i feel like that's best embodied by films like hereditary i feel like it does a great job of connecting social bonds between people specifically family members and the way they can easily break apart and how that sort of feeds into mental illness and mental decay. Yeah, no, Ari Aster has had some very interesting films over the last decade. Hereditary and Midsommar, two of the, the best, two of the most interesting horror films of the last decade. And uh, he does capture that quite well. I would point out The Babadook also, yeah. sort of a precursor to Hereditary. Very similar setup where there's a supernatural element, but most of it's about this sort of mental and moral decay in a family. Yeah, both of them coincidentally are about mothers, and it's the, mm-hmm. the hardships of being a mother, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's been interesting to see horror films go from using women as props. You know, in the 80s, they yeah. were just slasher fodder, to having horror films that really deal with women's issues and be about women. You wouldn't have seen It Follows or Midsommar or Hereditary, you know, 20 years ago. That's uh, the, the role of women has changed in horror for the better because it's they're, they're exploring the horrifying aspects, you know, like these kind of fears and these societal pressures that have previously been unexamined by the genre. Yeah, most definitely. Like when it came to a movie like Hereditary, um, what I found to be just completely horrifying was just Tony Collette's character just completely fall into pieces because she really goes through a lot and her performance really says so as well. Just the fact that, you know, she's just being a mother trying to take care of her two kids and just sort of like the struggles that come with that, especially when, you know, there's very much like a disconnect between her love for her kids or at least for her son after the death of her daughter, which is there is like a definitely like monologue where she just points it completely out. Very scary, horrifying scene because I feel like everybody maybe has not dealt with that specific situation in particular but when it comes to like their relationships with their mother or like relationships with their sons they definitely have these emotions these very uh, anger that ends up lashing out at them in these very dramatic monologues that can really hurt a family 
Yeah, being a family requires you to deal with, you know, if somebody hurts you, a lot of times you can't just walk away from that. And just sort of like the struggles that come with that, especially when, you know, there's like a, there's very much like a disconnect between her love for her kids, or at least for her son after the death of her daughter. I just remember that scene where it's, uh, Shell, you know, kind of shell shocked after the death of his sister, oh and just walks into the house, and then you just it just the still shot on the car, and then you just hear the mother screaming. Uh, that was so powerful, so well done, such an artistic edge. Yeah, one of the that's definitely one of the films and one of the creators to watch. What we were talking about before was uh, how like feminist messaging in film. And I think it follows as a really great job of that sort of idea of like sexuality. Yeah. Because I feel like that pretty much like entity and like that sort of like evil sort of thing in there is very reminiscent of like STD. Se- yeah, like an STD or an STI. It's it's interesting too. Like there's a lot of great imagery in that. I think the use of water. Like there she's always like kind of lounging in the water and with the sea and stuff. It's like you know water is a metaphor for sexuality is something that I always you know I think works well. It's just a fantastic uh, film overall. But uh, I'd like to talk about kind of what's my concerns for the next decade. Yeah. And my concerns with popular horror this decade. Because this decade was dominated, unfortunately, in my opinion, by like subpar ghost movies that all play the same. You know, it's like, I mean, there was The Conjuring, which a lot of people like. I was never a really big fan of. I liked the first one, but... After that, like, they started creating their whole cinematic Shared. universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, like, Marvel style. <laughs> there's going to be an Avengers where, like, the nun teams up with Annabelle. <laughs> and, like, no, it, it, it's ridiculous. And uh, that sort of became the flavor of the day. Like, we, yeah, have ins- so. we have Insidious, we have Sinister, we have The Conjuring. And also, I hate that Insidious and Sinister sound that they're synonymous. Yeah. And they're synonymous films. They're, they're basically the same thing. And uh, so that really bothered me as the decade wore on. I mean, there's a lot of great horror films. And, you know, uh, I know It Chapter One I thought was quite good and was, like, the best-selling R-rated movie of, like, all time when it came out or something. So, like, there is some good popular stuff, but overall the trends I found uninteresting. Like, uh, and I think we're seeing a die-out with, like, The Curse of La La Llorona. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that was horrific, dude. Yeah, like, not in a good way. Like, I I didn't end up seeing that one. (laughs) But um, what I'm worried about is, you know, nostalgia comes in waves. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, like, it's already starting to, like, there's, like, a pretty big precursor towards, like, the end of, like, this past decade with the Halloween movie. Yeah. And although, I, I'm not going to lie, I did kind of enjoy it, but, like, it's, uh, it's going to be rough to see people trying to just keep on going back to former things, like, things that have worked before in the past and trying to yeah. make money off of it now. And, I mean, when it's done right, it can be great, like. The Fly from the 80s. Like, I 80s had that. some good remakes. Like, The Thing is a remake of The Thing from Another World, or more correctly, a different adaptation of who goes there. So, yeah. like, these, these things, there, there is good horror material that is recycled, but I, what I'm worried about is we're getting early 2000s nostalgia. Oof. And I hate the early 2000s. But, by, like, early 2000s were all PG-13 remakes of R-rated classics that took anything interesting out. And we saw that last year with Black Christmas, which takes a famously nihilistic, uh, you know, depressing, downer, powerless feeling film and turns it into this revenge fam- fantasy in which someone, one of the sorority girls says in the trailer, like, you messed with the wrong sisters. And like when that happened, I was like, 
wow, that's a, that's a direction to take a famously bleak franchise. Yeah. yeah, and I also feel like that's a pretty interesting take to have as well, considering the fact that um, we were talking about like pro-feminist messaging. Yeah. And there's like films like those, like Black Christmas that you're talking about, where you do have like people where it's like, oh, we're trying to do women empowerment, and we're trying yeah. to flip the table in this classic film. But at the same time, you could tell that it's very surface level. Yeah. Uh, sort of like storytelling as opposed to like the films that we were talking about before that take a more detailed and layered like approach to it. Yeah, and it's, I think the difference is like, did people sit down and say, we can monetize feminism? Mm. Or did people sit down and actually want to, from the ground up, tell a story with interesting, powerful, impactful women? They just took this IP that like, no one outside of nuts like me cares about, kind of like reanimated its core. Yeah, and just sort of like the idea of like people using existing properties, not for the content itself, but more for like the actual name recognition of it. It's pretty yeah. sleazy. And like that's a bigger thing, greater than like the horror industry, but we should definitely like look out for it for this decade because I think it'll still be rearing its ugly head. Yeah, I just want to see more original stuff from Hollywood. It's like, why Why do we keep doing this? You know, yeah. it's like, I do not want to see Uncle Ben get shot again in a Spider-Man yeah. movie. At a certain point, it's like, I've, I've been here. You know, like, and show me something new. That. And that's one of the things that I thought was, was I guess it's not really horror, but like seeing Parasite this year, yeah. last year, was like, oh, here's something that I haven't seen before. Here's stuff communicated in a different way. I felt refreshed in that cinema experience. I think that indie horror, which has been as good as it's ever been, in my opinion, um, is going to continue to be exceptional. I, I think some there's going to be some great stuff coming out this decade. But I do worry that the mainstream, which mainstream horror is rarely good. Let's be real. Yeah. Like every once in a while, there's like a classic that was like mainstream. Like there, there's a couple of those old slashers that like, you know, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, that like did a good, did very well commercially and did very well yeah. uh, critically. But I think that the mainstream this year, I'm worried we're going to see the return of the PG-13. I think that's going to dominate the first half of this decade, and I'm going to just not like it. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Well, on that note, uh, I guess we'll end it off right here. For the second episode of Real Talk, I am Manny Valladares. And I am Perry Continente. And we are signing out here. Uh, hope you guys have a great day. <laughs>